Welcome to the Expositor Podcast with Dr. Stephen J. Lawson. Dr. Lawson is the founder and president of One Passion Ministries. The Expositor Podcast is focused on taking your preaching to the next level. Now, here's Dr. Lawson. In this session, I want to talk to you about the preaching of Charles Haddon Spurgeon. And truth be known, I, I need a month. <laughs> I need a year to talk to you about the preaching of the Prince of Preachers himself, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. And to reduce this down to a short podcast is like putting the Atlantic Ocean into a Dixie cup. I mean, it's just hard to uh, reduce down the preaching of, of Spurgeon. But as I would isolate one thing about this man who preached in London in the 19th century, went to be with the Lord in 1892. He pastored the largest Protestant church in the world at that time. Um, it, it would be how Charles Haddon Spurgeon, as he preached, he took the doctrines of sovereign grace in one hand and how he took the gospel of Jesus Christ and the passionate pleas to sinners to come to faith in Christ and how he brought those two together and, and meshed those two together. Um, as Ian Murray has said, almost like a vice grip with the two sides of that vice being tightened around the conscience uh, of the listener. On one side, sovereign grace of God. On the other, saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and for those to be brought together. And let, let's begin with his sovereign grace. Uh, without question, John, uh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon was strongly committed to the sovereignty of, of God in salvation. In fact, when they built the Metropolitan Tabernacle, at that time the largest house of Protestant worship in the entire world, um, it was inaugurated with five sermons on the five doctrines of grace, that this would be a place that would champion and uphold uh, the saving mercy of a sovereign God, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, th that's how uh, the Metropolitan Tabernacle was, was inaugurated. And as, and as Spurgeon would stand in the pulpit, even from when he first came to London, throughout the entirety of his life, uh, he, he preached the total depravity of man. He, pre he preached the sovereign election of God. He preached the definite atonement of Jesus Christ. He, he, he preached the sovereign regeneration of the Holy Spirit and the per persevering grace of God in the saints. That trumpet was, was blown loud and clear. And Spurgeon said, it is no novelty then that I am preaching, no new doctrine I love to proclaim these strong old doctrines that are called by nickname Calvinism, but which are surely and verily the revealed truth of God as it is in Christ Jesus. Um, Spurgeon said, there is no such thing as preaching Christ and Him crucified unless we preach what is nowadays called Calvinism. It is a nickname to call it Calvinism. Calvinism is the gospel and nothing else. I do not believe that we preach the gospel unless we preach the sovereignty of God in His, in His grace. And he went on to, to, to amplify that in sermon after sermon after sermon. There, there, there was no rounding off the, the sharp edges of these powerful doctrines. 
And yet at the same time, Spurgeon preached, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Perhaps my favorite sermon by, Sir, uh, by Spurgeon is John 6, verse 37. All that the Father has given me shall come to me, and him who comes unto me I shall in no wise cast out. He, he called it the, the certainty and the freeness of God's saving grace. And so he was always opening his arms and inviting those who are without Christ to, to come to faith in Christ. He gave no invitation to get up out of your seat and, and walk forward. Spurgeon would have probably sent them back to their seat if they, if they did such a thing. Um, no, it was the appeal to their heart right where they were. And Spurgeon could say that there was not a seat in the entire house in which, that, to which he could point that someone had not been birthed into the kingdom in, in that very seat. Uh, Spurgeon is the quintessential example to us of a local church pastor in one pulpit who preached the Bible and who preached the robust richness of Reformed theology. And yet at the same time, his heart was on fire as he preached the Word of God in evangelistic fervor as he would call people to faith in Christ. Interestingly enough, he said he had only one mentor in the ministry, one example that he followed in his preaching pattern other than Christ himself. And he said that was George Whitfield. And he said, in Whitfield's footsteps, I must follow with unequaled commitment. Um, to understand the preaching of Spurgeon, you must understand the preaching of, of George Whitfield, who was the great evangelist. While Whitfield was on the, uh, on the move as an itinerant evangelist, Spurgeon stood in one pulpit as a pastoral evangelist. And so as you preach the Word of God, be like Spurgeon. Preach the doctrines of grace. They're all through the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. But as you preach the doctrines of grace, do not ever become stoic. Do not ever become so heady and academic that you become a mere lecturer. Be like Spurgeon. Have your coattails on fire and be evangelistic in your zeal to win souls to Christ. Spurgeon once wrote a book called The Soul Winner. Be very familiar with that book, The Soul Winner, and may you be a soul winner as you preach the doctrines of grace.